everyone. Welcome to the first episode of Keep It 100. I'm Dakota. <laughs> and I'm Chorcy. <laughs> Sorry, folks. Um, you know, we're new to this. We're very slap happy right now. We're having, a, we're having a good night. We have no fucking clue what we're doing. We do not. Um, so, Chorcy, would you like to explain to our lovely listeners what this podcast is about? Um, it's basically a podcast about two friends just talking about life after graduating from college and in the midst of a pandemic experiencing what it's like to, I guess, suffer along with all the other Americans who are suffering. You know, we're both in the entertainment industry in different fields as of right now, but, you know, just trying to find a career and trying to live through a virus that's killed over a quarter of a million people. Quarter of a million Americans. Quarter million Americans, yeah. Plus extras. And we believe uh, both, uh, both of us would love to listen to the sound of our own voice, so we're going to give it to you as well. I don't agree with that. I don't like oh. the sound of my voice. I guess I don't like the sound of my voice. I just love to talk. Yes. I, I'm annoying. <laughs> uh, bit about me, if you don't know me, I'm unbearable. You're not. You're really not that. Like, in the grand scheme of who I've dealt with in my life, you're really on, like, out of one to ten, you're about a four. A four? Yeah, it's when oh. you when you're sober, you're a four. When you you know are not, it can expand to about an eight, which is a little fun to deal with sometimes. But wow. it's not. It's truly not that bad. That actually makes me feel really good because I thought baseline I was a six. I really? Thought, like, I thought I was just above. I was like, oh yeah, like this man just keeps going, huh? I mean, I think you're an easy target to just, like, make fun of. I don't know. I think it's just yeah, it's pretty disrespectful. <laughs> I I think it's just because of your your stature. Like, you are a very compact human. Like, you just I'm kinda, skinny! <laughs> like, you're very... Yeah, so, like... All right, thank you for letting the audience think that I'm, like, 5'2". That's pretty cool. I'm, uh, like, actually the size of a hobbit, which is cool. For all the gay people, he's a twink. I'm not gay, but thanks for that. Um, It's a good descriptor. They'll understand when they hear that term. This is cool. We're two and a half minutes in. (laughs) (laughs) So welcome to the show. This is 100% what every single episode is going to be like. Yeah. So, Chorcy, what are we talking about today? So we decided about five minutes ago that we was going to talk about uh, some of our past dating experiences to kind of open this up. So... Dakota, I'm gonna let you start this one off. You got any fun dating stories or experiences or well I guess let's start with this, Dakota. What do you look for in a partner? Like what is what are your ideal traits, whether they're physical or emotional, in your partner? Um I don't know, I'd say I'm like a pretty simple guy. Like if a pretty girl like laughs at my jokes, then I fall in love. It's pretty like off the bat. I'm like, that's it, that's done. Um <laughs> okay. <laughs> like I laugh, but I'm like, yeah, that's really all it takes. <laughs> I, put, I put up, I put up with a lot. I'm like, oh, you think I'm funny? Baby, I will, I will never show up. See, that's the issue that goes back to before. And as soon as somebody starts laughing at my jokes, then I'm like, you open a can of worms. I'm quantity over quality. I don't. I the worst part is I am my target audience with my jokes. Like if I'm in a room of a thousand people. And I make myself laugh, and nobody else laughs. That's a good joke to me. <laughs> and that's my problem. 
Because also sometimes it'd be like maybe five or six people laugh. Boom. I'm like, they get it. That's great. Like I simultaneously have like horrible self-esteem and then a huge ego. Like as soon as I start getting people to laugh. Um, I feel that though. Like I weirdly, I, I having, I have okay self-esteem. Like I'm very confident in my skill set and abilities. And there are some moments where it's like, I have the biggest ego in the world for no reason. Like it's very unfounded, unsupported. I don't even know if I know how to make my bed correctly or if I could scramble eggs correctly today. Um, I'm not going to make a comment on the make my bed thing because uh, if there's somebody, if one of our mutual friends listens, she'll get very pissed off thinking about how I make my bed. Or the fact that I just don't. <laughs> I mean, that's fine, I guess. I mean, you do you. I make you know, my I'm bed. I'm too lazy to make my bed because uh, why? Why would I? I'm just going to sleep back in. I'm just going to go back to sleep in it. Why would I make my bed? Well, sometimes, okay, sometimes I do for presentation, I will say. But but is it presentation for yourself or for other people? No. It's never for myself. I do nothing for me. <laughs> See, it's... I don't care about me. <laughs> it's the opposite. Like, I make my bed for me. I like to come into my home and see it nice and clean and spick and span and everything is kind of, like, at its proper angle and everything is where mm. it needs to be. So, like, today I spent all of this morning cleaning, vacuuming, laundry, and, you know, have my oil infusers, defusers on. And it's nice and it's serene and it's peaceful because I know when I go to bed tonight, I'm climbing into a freshly clean bed and, like, the pillows and the sheets are all on properly. And I, I don't know. Like, that, knowing that that is waiting for me, whether I'm at work or I'm at home, kind of gets me through my day. It's like, I'm going to hit this nice ass bed at the end of the day. Okay. I mean, yeah, to, I, and I see where you're coming from. And to be fair, like I also like keep things clean. Like I'm not like a dirty person. I try not to leave messes and stuff. Um, like I'll, like, of course I like try to keep commonplace areas as clean as possible. Like I don't like things to be dirty or messy, but when it comes to like doing things for myself, do not have that person. It goes back to the self-esteem stuff. <laughs> I'm like, you don't deserve to be happy. <laughs> oh, boy. No, but not like, uh, yeah, well, kind of like that. But in terms of, we're moving on. We're moving on from this one. Are we? I just don't make my bed. This conversation is <laughs> about, this is this is supposed to be about dating. And then I don't know how we got to down the rabbit hole quick. <laughs> um, uh, so, did I start off? Remember, I asked you a question work? about, like, what? Your ideal traits in your partner oh. who you're looking for, and somehow we spiral into you just don't make, try to make yourself happy. So, oh, it's gonna start talking about jokes. Got it. Oh, I just love telling jokes. Well, is there anything else <laughs> that you look for in your ideal partner? <laughs> um, uh, yeah, someone who's funny. I really love funny people because there's fun to be around, and they can't be like. I don't, I think I'm very easygoing. It's one of the few things that like aggravate me is when somebody has like a problem with everything. Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, you're going to, you're going to die on every hill (laughs) you come across. Like, that's what we're getting. We're going to like, like, you're not going to like, you know, we fight with me. So like, I just don't, I often don't care enough. So I'm like, I don't see why we're fighting about this. So I'm not going to, which can lead to problems because like stuff builds and I acknowledge that. And that's something we have to work on. Um, but I'm like, really? Were you, you're mad at, 
You're mad at that guy. You think he personally disrespected you and you're going to let it ruin your day. Um, and that's, that's multiple people. That's multiple experiences. Yeah. And like being, even on dates with like, like one off dates, like saying like, Oh, this is not happening. That's fair. Um, yeah. So people that like have a problem with everything, I'm like, Oh my God. I didn't realize until I separated from one particular ex how draining what's their name say for the podcast how draining (laughs) (laughs) like just overtly negative people people who seem determined as though like oh woe is me and nothing has gone right in my life and to be a partner like to be a supportive partner of someone like that is so physically and mentally and emotionally draining and I think of myself as a healer. So I tend to unfortunately attract the worst people. Um, and I mean that in the kindest way, but I tend to attract a lot of fuck ups and I tend to attract a lot of. Because <laughs> people like they come to me and they're like, yeah, you're, you're easy to talk to you. You make me feel comfortable. And then as a result, Within the first 26 minutes of talking to them, I find out about like them having been to jail three times. I had like caught performing oral sex with someone. And like it's just it's always a lot and a very quick amount of time. And I wish that people would kind of hold back on their first introduction with me or that I wasn't so comforting for people when they first meet me because it's it's exhausting it is so exhausting to like try to start a a conversation that's about something as simple as music or even our favorite color and they're like oh black like my soul it's like okay what (laughs) like hold on hold on i didn't (laughs) well it's happening like it is yeah i know i i know what you're talking about and especially like now being on apps especially dating on apps it is horrible because truly people don't even try to filter that negativity like it is immediate i had one guy who messaged me out of the blue literally and the message opening message was something along the lines of like you're the ugliest person i've seen on this app so like congratulations it's like cool my name's chorsey it's nice to meet you you know just people who are just mean it's just so negative it's mm-hmm. uh, i'm gonna be single for the rest of my life it's fine we single together. So, fellas, there's Chorsey. He's single. He's really tall and handsome. And ladies, and also fellas, I know my target audience. I know who. <laughs> oh, no. Sorry, you were drinking. Sorry, you were drinking. Uh, I, had to, I had to have that one. <laughs> I know my target audience. I mean, you got you got the gay's attention early on when you called me twink. I had to keep them. I had to keep them in. It makes you feel good, you know, because they're like, they're very nice to compliments. Oh, there's water all over my laptop. We will take care of this in a while. Yeah. <laughs> I've definitely been, like, when I go out, I definitely get hit on by men more than I do hit by women, which is, like, sad, but I'm also like, wow, you're willing to, like, risk oppression for me? That makes me feel good. See, I'm the opposite. I get hit on by so many women, and it's just like, oh, sweetie, Oh, good for you. Sweetie. Good for you. Mm, no, I will say, I think a part of it, so I tend to get a hit on mostly by white women, and I feel... I think it's kind of a fetishization because I think people is like, oh, handsome black man. And it's like, 
that, and that makes me very uncomfortable. I, I just need, I need to not be fetishized for my skin color, you know, because, you know, oh, whoop. The darker the berry, the sweeter the juice. And it's like, no, 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 we're not, we're not doing this. But yeah, I don't, the last time I had some, like a man just outright hit on me. I dated him actually. Never mind. <laughs> I did. I was, hey. I was at a club. Yeah. That's, yep. that's, yep. that's the one that my counselor says is not an ex and I'm not allowed to work oh. as an ex. Which you shouldn't. Which I shouldn't. I should. Which you should not. It was not healthy. And it really was. I love that we're like, I love that we're still doing this video chat part. We're still like, no, 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 doesn't count. (laughs) We do not acknowledge that. (laughs) No, we don't. Yo, little friend for a week does not count. X, 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 not a lot. Zebra, zebra. It wasn't like a week, though. That's the thing. Like, we. It should have been a week. the, The talking phase was about a month. And then we dated for a week. You didn't date though, so it's okay. I technically we didn't date, but like, nah, not sure. Mm, yeah. So my ideal traits in a part. I was about to ask you that, so I'm glad you because uh, you went very innocent, and I will say I am not. I'm uh, I'm very open minded and also easy. So okay, I re- I respect that. You know, you know, I'm uh, starved for attention. I got to keep my. Uh, Options open. <laughs> yeah, I am not. I uh, I will say for me, my ideal partner is someone who is a creative. I don't necessarily want it to be another actor, though, but I definitely want someone. When I was younger, I used to always say, like, oh, I never want someone in our industry, right? Because I didn't want the competition. I wanted more stability. Um, and I've realized as I've gotten older, that's not, those things don't have to be mutually exclusive. So just because you're Mm -hmm. in the arts doesn't mean you don't have a consistent job. Like I would say my job right now is more consistent than if I was an actor or stage manager, um, at like a community level, uh, versus like Broadway, for example. Um, but I think just having that creative energy, that creative nourishment because one of the things I learned from a previous ex was having someone who didn't understand my passion is very detrimental, (laughs) very, very detrimental. So someone who, and especially because, you know, like my, my dream concert wedding, right? So I think a part of it also, I want him to be a performer too, because yeah, which I mean, it has to like, if based off how your wedding will go, the man you marry has to be able to perform. Mm-hmm. And I know like once that day is announced, I know I'm going to so many like voice lessons and dancing lessons. Like I know I have to be able to hold my own to this performance, especially cause I need um, your dream to come true about what you imagine happen. I really, about black magic. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, we'll probably get to that dream in a future episode, <laughs> but I really, I really need that to come true. I think that would just be a tremendous moment. Um, I think it'd be like we'd really cut her and I would come together with through the art, <laughs> come together. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, you. T- I feel like I agree based off who your previous um, like the situation with that partner. I know how much that affected you because we talked about it. We've talked about it tremendous lengths for the past two years. 
Has it really so. been two years? Oh man, it has. Man, so much has changed. Oh yeah. Yeah, because that would have been never mind. Let's not let's not put timelines into this. Yeah, we move on, we move on, we move on, we move on. Yeah. Oh wow, that is wild. So for for all of you listeners, um, my wedding will not be like most. My wedding is going to cost about three million dollars. I think was the last projected budget we had. And it is a it's a three hour wedding. Uh, excuse me, no, it's not. It's a three hour concert. With a yeah, little bit of wedding, wedding in the middle, yeah, a little bit of. And I mean, it involves like lights, the the sound. At one point, I was going to fly into my wedding, but I think we eliminated the fl- the flying aspect because now we're using risers where I'm like coming in from mm-hmm. the floor. Yeah, it's a it's a cooler idea. Yeah, like and it. I'm doing a water dance. So like the the rainfall, and I'm dancing in between the water, kind of like that uh, Sierra BET Awards performance, and 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 uh, it's in two different sections. So you have the kids' hour from seven p.m. to eight p.m. Everything is sweet and nice and innocent. At eight o'clock, if you're not eighteen years or older, you got to get the fuck out because truly, it opens with a chair dance that is probably going to make my grandmother blush. Uh, so are we gonna? So just asking for like logistics. Would it be like a traditional wedding ceremony? We're gonna have the wedding first, and like this performance is the reception. Or do we want to do like kids' hour, a fun introductions because it eliminates the boring wait time in a, in a wherever, and then the ceremony, and the kids have to leave. Mm. Yeah. And then the it's like oh now I'm married I'm a thought. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I think I think the concert. Is it like I don't anticipate being able to have any more energy to do anything after the concert? So in my head, I'm getting married like seven fifty, right? Fouls are like seven fifty two. Final kiss at seven, like seven fifty five. Uh, take a five minute break to change clothes, kick all the kids out, and then we start right back up at eight. So like, yeah, and that's what I was wondering. Like for the kids' hour, would it be like traditional wedding ceremony, or they'll be like dancing and singing? Oh no, up it's until- like it's the like the get me bodied baby boy, right? The couples dance that we had talked about, the family dance. It's all gotcha. Yeah, like so it's still a part of the performance, and then a brief intermission reboot. Yeah, the uh, more innocent folk out of the venue. Yep. I like that. I like that idea. Yeah, it's basically like a pseudo trigger warning. Like, if you are not a prayer, if you're, you're not prepared to see um, some bumping and grinding, this might be the time for you to leave. Because once we start, ain't no going back. It's over. <laughs> once, once that train gets going, it's tough to stop. So, anyway. I, I'm excited, personally. <laughs> I love the fact that we have talked about this in our friend group for years. It's one of the biggest milestones that's going to happen to me in my future. Like, it's like, a, it's hard for me, like, to, like, again, because we're in a pandemic and, like, you know, mental health stuff, it's hard for me to imagine too many things, like, too many, like, important events that will happen in my future. But one of the biggest ones that I can see is, like, Chorsey's wedding. We're going to have to, I have to start a fundraiser for that, honestly. Yeah, you do. Because, uh, or somebody in this group's got to get rich quick, and we got to meet some famous people who are going to chip in. <laughs> well, like I said, what we're going to do is instead of people getting me gifts, they're going to pay admission, and it'll only be like I'm going to. I think I'm raising prices to thirty dollars a ticket. 
But for but for thirty dollars, you get entertainment for about three hours. You get free food, open bar. This seems like a pretty good deal, and you don't have to buy me a gift. I just want you to come and enjoy the show. Be there with me and my partner and celebrate in this special moment, you know. So I think that's that's a, a fair trade-off instead of you having to buy me. Because, like, I don't really need people to buy me shit. Like, if I want it, I'm going to get it. Yeah, you're in a $3 million wedding. Like, I feel like you should be able to buy whatever you want at that point. Also, where should I have this? Are we going back to... Are we allowed to say states? Are we say states? Fuck it. Are we going back to Ohio to do this? Or are we? Why the fuck would we do this in Ohio? I don't, well, where are we going to do this, bro? How? I don't, I don't know. So now we're asking people to pay to travel to the for the wedding. No matter where you have it, people are going to have to pay to travel. Everyone in our friend group. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> none of us live in Ohio like family members, and then plus whoever we meet in the future, and then we don't even know who your future partner is or where they're from. There's so many semantics involved in this. Man, a wedding like this has to happen in LA. I don't know why, but I feel it in my bones that I'm going to... got to rent out like a stadium or something. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm going to have to because I'm going to need thousands of people to help pay for this wedding. You could uh, scam people. You could scam Trump supporters. Oh. Have you ever seen those? It took 22 minutes. Okay. <laughs> You call me a twink at minute seven. And I'm talking about. And I'm talking about scamming Trump supporters. That's not. Why are that's we, not worse. Why are we? That's not worse than what you said. Why are we scamming Trump supporters? Please enlighten me. For your wedding, so we can raise money. Chase the bag. It's a hustle. How? Are we not seeing people do that. Well, what is How, are we, doing How are we doing it? Um. So I've seen. I've seen it work multiple times. Oh no. Um. Where, person of so we got to make sure who our audience is when they listen to us. Otherwise, going to know the scam. Um, but so a person of color goes on Twitter and they'll like talk about like, oh, they're like ostracized for being like a black Trump supporter. And they put a GoFundMe link. And then they get like thousands of dollars. Dude, do this right now. I wish I could have seen my face, but this is a brilliant idea. I don't know why I've never thought of this. Dude, Make a fake Twitter, follow a bunch of people, do it right now. <laughs> that, you got to get the ball rolling. That, just over the years, especially because they're mad. They're mad right now. They're looking. They're looking for, like, you know, allies that are people of color, that are Republicans. I think, I think now's the time. If you want to get some Trump bucks, you got to do it right now. Trump bucks. Like, this is Monopoly. I don't like the sound of that. You know, Donald dollars, whatever. <laughs> don't. I don't know how you want to I like, phrase it. I like Donald just, dollars, but. <laughs> I like, yeah, I like the alliteration. <laughs> I don't know. All I'm saying, maybe I'm not a good person, but if I could, I would. And I'm like trying, <laughs> I'm putting on you. I think you should do it. <laughs> anyway, back to dating, because that's what this is supposed to Oh, wow. So, Chorsey, tell me about a dating story of yours that you think is funny or interesting. A dating story that I think is funny. I will talk about... I don't know. I guess... Is self-deprecating humor funny? Because, like... Always funny. You know, look who you're talking to. Yeah, I know. It wasn't a good question to ask you. 
Hmm. I just told you to scam Trump supporters. You think I draw the line at making mean jokes about yourself? I will talk about, so I was doing a car trip with my ex and Mm. we were listening to this podcast uh, called Nancy, which is like a queer podcast, uh, WNYC studios. And during the conversation at one point, like I remember my ex turning to look at me and all he said was, babe, I'm not straight. And it was, I just kind of looked at him because at this point we had been dating officially for about six months. And I just kind of looked at him and was like, yeah, I, I know. And in my head it was like, as many times as we've had sex, now is the time for you to think, oh, I'm not straight. Like you didn't question that when you just like, you're just like, you're what? <laughs> what were you going to tell me? <laughs> and it's the way he looked at me with such sincerity. Like it finally clicked that he wasn't straight. Even though we had been, cause this was, we, like I said, oh, we have been for him, not clicked for you for him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And it was like, so did you question it for the past six months slash the past four years for you personally? Cause I've been also in middle school, so I've known, but like for you, it's been about four years. So did you, I will never forget. Cause he, it was so, it was so genuine but he didn't realize the idiocracy in the state bed. It's like, yeah, I'm not straight. Although, to be fair, I have told you there have been a couple of days I've woken up. was like, am I straight? Could I be straight? Those are my favorite because you just text me out of the blue. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, this is what I'm dealing with this morning? Okay. This is cool. I mean, to be fair, I don't know if I've given women enough of an opportunity it's, it's not all it's cracked out to be. <laughs> <laughs> like, there are some days I'm like, would it make my life easier? I don't think so. Would it make my life more enjoyable? I don't think so. <laughs> so it's just like, uh, Why try? But like, there are some days where I genuinely think, because I know I pass very well. So apparently people think I'm straight, which is fascinating to me because I don't think I pass well. Oh, I think you do. And also, like, if you think about it, I mean, one of the reasons like you and I are such good friends is we're the exactly same person. The only difference is like our sexuality. And I guess like what we look like. But um, <laughs> I was like, wait. <laughs> I was like, uh, we're not, I wouldn't call us twins per se. <laughs> like there's, there's a very, very no, like, difference. We both played sports. We're both <laughs> like Peter. I'm just a little paler than you are. I could use a little more sun, I guess we could say. <laughs> um, but like our personalities are very similar. That is fair. And so like yeah, things also in terms of what you carry yourself. I don't think there's as many, I don't think many straight men would listen to Little Mix and Ariana as much as you do, um, which is probably a big tell. Um, Although I realize one of the reasons why I listen to them so much is because most of their songs fit in my vocal range. I, mm-hmm. There isn't a lot of males whose vocal ranges fit for me. For some reason, when it comes to pop music, I tend to fit more female. But I'm not a countertenor. Like, I'm really just the tenor. But it just works better for me. But also because they get to have more sexy songs. And they have – I I don't know if it's because I grew up with, like, three sisters. 
I love female power balance. Like I just like when I'm by myself, I perform. I truly thought to say female power bottoms, and I was very confused. (laughs) Well, well, I guess that is a trait I am also interested in. That is that is always a plus when there's someone uh, helping keep the pace. (laughs) What do you say? I feel like this. um, I don't know if you've had this in like this experience, but like with pillow princesses and they just lay there. Oh, I was like, what? I don't know what that is. Okay. Um, so that's why I appreciate, I would appreciate if you know. Oh, uh, okay. That, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. I've never experienced that. I've also never allowed that. So like, cause I tend to be pretty vocal about my expectations. Like, I mean, sometimes people don't care. So. And that's when you can leave. <laughs> like, Because I tend to be able to comfortably give you directions if you're doing it wrong. And it's up mm-hmm. to you and your ego to respond how you want to about it. That's fair. I think I've been better at that like with hookups or people that like I haven't really been dating. Um, not really been, like, with hookups or people that I'm not dating. Um, like maybe they're like, they're not quite a hookup because mm. it's happened too many times. Um, can't really count as a hookup anymore. A sneaky link. You might say, I guess, um, we're moving on, we're moving on, we're moving on. Okay. All right. You know what? How about I just, I don't take relationship advice from you. That, that, that is very, that's a very good see. idea. That is, uh, this is advice. This is an advice show where you listen to Chorcy and then I, I am that little voice in your head that says things that are funny and you know, they would be funny and you shouldn't do them, but you want to do them. Cause you're like, what's the worst that could happen? And it's usually, it's usually nothing bad would happen. Someone would just get very mad at you. <laughs> I think fair. it's usually, no, that is, that is a very fair statement. Like nothing, it's nothing malicious. Yeah. It's just social reputation. Like this person hates me because I did something that I thought was really funny. Yeah. That's, like, no one's going to be hurt. No one – that yeah. is a very fair statement, unfortunately, for you. Yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, the listeners, not for me. Like, no, but also, yeah, I do it sometimes because I think it's funny. Dating advice. Do you have any dating advice from from your experiences? Because oh. I have some, but I'm curious what you think. What have you learned um, about that? What have you learned? Uh, 99% of the time, your gut feeling on how the other person feels about you is right. And 99% of the time, how you feel about that, your gut feeling, how you feel about that person is right. I think once, I think everyone will have their jobs relationships, but I think once that, and I think you should address it early. You have to really think about like, why is that happening? Like, why am I having this thought? Am I like, are scared? Like what's, what is that, that coming from? So you have to identify that. And if that, I think when you know, and this is a a common one, when you know you don't want to be in a relationship, you have to get out and you don't stand up for the other person's feelings. Because one, you're sacrificing your own feelings and happiness. And two, when you, it's going to hurt as bad when you leave later. It's not going to get easier. And it's not healthy to gaslight that person into breaking up with you which I've never done, which I've never done. 
Let me say that I've been I've been very all over the place early on. I like to say I don't gaslight people or I don't intentionally gaslight people. I am very dumb. Um, so if you ever thought I gaslit you, I did not. Uh, I'm a stupid person. Um, it's very clear no one will date me from listening to this podcast. <laughs> as they should not. As they should not. Um, that's fair, though. But that's, uh, I think that's... And I feel like you yeah. you hear that a lot. When you know, you know. Yeah. It's it's the same people talk about like with love, like when you know, you know. It's the same thing um, when you're leaving somebody. And that's the harder part. It's easier to be brave and ask somebody out. It's harder to, because it hurts. You don't want to be the bad guy. People don't like being broken up with. Like it hurts. I think no one wants to be the bad guy. So we struggle with the acknowledgement that, you know, you can very much well be, you can very well be the bad person in somebody else's story and it's not really your fault. You know, it's just about perspective. It just happens that way. Yeah. But don't sacrifice your own happiness for somebody else's. I don't take my own advice. I just get it. But that's a very important piece. I mean, I've been on both sides of that coin of, I would argue, I definitely think one of my exes is my bad guy. Uh, and another one of my exes, I am his bad guy, even though in that story, we're both technically each other's bad guys, in my opinion. And I think you're right. I think it, it, it boils down to we, you can try and try as hard as you can for a relationship, but there are some people who are truly just incompatible with each other. And when you try to force compatibility, it just makes you miserable in the long run. You know, if your gut instinct when you're talking with someone, whoever it is, is I don't I don't feel that click or that connection. That's okay, And don't feel like you have to try to force it, because when you try to force it, it's only going to make you more miserable. It only makes you more upset and it really only causes more heartbreak because that means your other partner is probably forging a deeper relationship that they think is actually working so that when it does fall apart, it actually hurts even more than it would have if you would have ended it at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And that's, Um, yeah, I think that also applies to like being in a relationship and also like in that talking stage, like, yes, ghosting is annoying and it's much easier now with the technological, like with like how things like so tech, we're all connected through like social media and stuff. Um, better let me ghosted than let on. If you know you don't want to meet up with me, because I'll get it. Like I might double text you, but I'm like I'm very rarely will triple text somebody. I won't even triple text my mom. Like I was like, oh okay, I'm dead to you. Thank you. I love that. Um. <laughs> but like, cause if you lead someone on and keep talking, especially in that talking page when if you mess somebody on an app or something, mm-hmm. like if you don't just be clear that if you don't see yourself like dating that person, be into that person, don't talk to them or better yet, tell them your intentions, which I've done. Like I had, like I went on a date with somebody that was like, Oh, it was a fine date. I was like, ah, and I was like, very honest. Like I want, I don't have time for this. I think you're really cool. Which was true in the sense, I was like, I think I was just on the apps because I was like bored. I was like, I want to meet somebody. And then on the date, I was like, no, I didn't really want to. I was just lonely. And this isn't the way to do it. 
Um, and I don't know that. And we stopped talking. Um, because I'm an adult, ladies. I'm very professional. I'm really great with my emotions. Um, but yeah. I'm going to add on, I think, because there's a word you use that's very important. You need to know your intentions going into dating. Um, one of the, my biggest frustrations with one of my exes was I have the mindset I date and it's going to end in one of two ways. You know, either murder break up. Oh, so either we're going to break up or we're going to get married. Right. I, I am dating to marry. It's not, it's not a game for me. And for one particular partner, uh, they believed in just dating and just, enjoying it but not really looking for the long-term effects or thinking about anything long-term when it came to dating or being in a relationship which i think kind of amplify the the hurt and the heartbreak at the end of that because i don't i don't casually just date i don't just date because i can because i'm young because it's fun it's to me, that's a waste of my time, right? I If I'm dating you, it's because I have consciously made a decision to commit to you and to work towards building our relationship and seeing what can come from it. I'm not just going to willy-nilly just be in a relationship with someone because I can. Because really, if I wanted to, I could date anyone I want to. But if I chose you, it's because I think you're special. And I want to invest in you. I want to put that time into you and into us. I can see us getting married. I can see us maybe having a family. I can see us building a home together. And if that's not your intention or your mindset, for me personally, don't date me. There's no point in us talking in any way, shape, or form outside of a friendship. Also, knowing your boundaries and your cutoffs. I, and I think you have to go through a couple of relationships to learn what those cutoffs and those boundaries are. But once you get them, stick to them. Uh, I'm bad at that. I know all of mine. I have something to walk all over me. You know, I'm, I wish I wasn't as bad as it, as I was. Um, I was really bad at it with one. And I think a part of it was just that, that desperation, right? I hadn't been in a serious long-term relationship, finally found someone. It's like, cool, I'm going to stick to this. I'm going to stick on to this as long as I can. I'm never letting go. And that's not healthy, right? That clingy, that obsessive behavior and mindset is only going to drive y'all apart. If you know there are things that you cannot work with, if there are whether it's political standpoint, whether it's religious standpoint, if these are things that you are strong and you are passionate about, you have to stand by them and not even your partner can change that. And if you try to convince yourself that you'll change it for your partner, you only make yourself more miserable in the long run. You know, even if it's something as simple as your career, right? If you have a partner who isn't supportive of your career choice, even that shit, it don't, it don't work. So yeah, I would say my advice from my personal experience is know your boundaries and more importantly, enforce them. And I think it's more difficult to do it with yourself than it is with anyone else. Cause it's very easy to put a boundary on someone else, especially someone new comes into your life. But for you, because you're in your head 
literally all of your life and you're constantly trying to convince yourself, well, maybe this is the one. Maybe if I just spend a little bit on this, maybe it'll work. Maybe I truly don't need to do this. You'll end up digging your grave very quickly. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And especially the one part of like setting boundaries with your partner. It's like it can be also easier to do that with other partners than some. Because like with some, like I'm very good. Like, all right, I'm not going to do these things. I'm not going to put up with these things. It's very good at that. It's very good at like, okay, yeah, this isn't going to work. Like I can't do this. But then when you have someone you are very invested in and someone like you were like, like the whole like into that clean desperation, you're willing to let them get away with a lot more. Because like I don't – why would I – like when I was talking about earlier, um, about one of the traits I don't like is when um, somebody will pick, will die on any hill. Like they'll just, they'll find every hill. Um, that's better than never having a hill to die on. So if you let everything go and you're always retreating, then what? Not like what do you offer the relationship, but like who are you now? Are you just a yes man? And that was something I, I definitely was like one of my, like, I, like looking back, like, like, you know, like first you're broken up with, you're like, oh, like I, everything was going so well. And looking back, it's like, dude, you like, you were a different person at the end. Like, who were you? Um, still up there now. Like, honestly, like, this is crazy thing. This is the longest I've been single since like my junior year of high school. It was insane. Um, no, sophomore year of high school. Uh, and it's been phenomenal. Like at first I was like, Oh, like, I don't want to like casually date. But then like realizing like, then I was like, I had no idea who I was. Like over the past year, I have like a much better understanding of like personal values of things. I want literally who I am as a person. Um, so like sometimes you be be off like knowing stuck in your own thoughts but like i've had a much better time understanding like what are the things i want and things i'm gonna do when i'm not like working for somebody else essentially so like trying to identify like who is dakota versus who's dakota relation to somebody else oh that's that's whoever's boyfriend he works at wherever and like all these things, like what identifying myself as what I was associated with versus who I was as a person is something that I struggle with. So I think, yeah, I think honestly the biggest, my, cause it sounds like our best dating advice is just be, be you. Don't positively change for the people, but don't, don't be constantly compromising. Yeah. <clears throat> I think it took a while after one of my separations <clears throat> to remember who I was as a person because I had convinced myself and had this idea of, of where my life was going to go and it was all centered around this one person. And so when we separated, I felt like I didn't know who I was anymore or what I was going to do. I felt like I had lost hope that I had been abandoned and it, it took some time for me to kind of rebuild myself. And as I've been going back to therapy and uh, exploring my genuine interests, even those that were suppressed by my ex and realizing that there were things I was very passionate about that I tried to let go to please someone else. 
that now I'm finally getting to a point where I'm like, no, this is this is me, and it feels good. I remember this me. I remember being so happy about you know listening to music and working on choreography and being passionate about game shows and like this is who I wanted to be. This is the man I always wanted to become. And it feels good, you know, at 25 to be like, I am the man I want to be in this moment. You know, is my life perfect? No, but in terms of who I am and my core, there isn't really much I'd change about me. You know, maybe I'd lose 10, 15 pounds, but Overall, I am pretty happy with who I am. And I feel like this is the first time in my adult life where I am genuinely in love with myself. And not just saying it because people are telling me I have to love myself, but truly feel like, no, I I do love me. I love where my life has taken me. I love how people see me now. I... I love the man I see when I look at myself in the mirror each morning. And that, that takes, that takes some time because that truly takes some deep self-reflection and some conversations that are not fun. <laughs> uh, some conversations with yourself. Cause you can't, there's nowhere to run. There's nowhere to hide or to lie to when it comes to those conversations. You know, when it's easy it is very easy after a breakup to blame all everything that happened on your ex, right? They were the shitty one. They're the reason we broke up. They did this, 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 and me. And it takes a lot of sitting in the middle of your living room floor at 3 o'clock in the morning, listening to some sad-ass music, crying when you realize, no, maybe I was the fucked up one. You know, maybe... Getting drunk and, uh, getting drunk and crying to cars. Wait, two cars? Like, to a car? No, like like the movie, not like crying oh. to a car, which is <laughs> crying to cars. <laughs> no, I've never done that. Never done that. Like the movie Cars. Like I don't. Yeah, watching. Yeah, but no. For me, it's certain certain songs would trigger emotions, and it's it's rough. It's bad. There is uh, skip skip, <laughs> <laughs> especially being. A man, I feel like society a lot of the time tells us that when it comes to those emotional breakups, we are supposed to just pick ourselves up, keep going. You know, there's nothing to be sad about. Okay, fuck that bitch. You'll find another. And very rarely do I find messages that encourage us to actually properly process our emotions and recognize the fact that losing someone like that, that we spent a significant amount of time with does have an emotional toll on you. So I, I find myself now in my adult life where if I feel an extreme urge towards one of my emotions, instead of immediately suppressing it, trying to take the time to understand why do I feel this way? What triggered this? Cause sometimes it'll come out of nowhere for me where I I'll, will feel this extreme sadness and I'll know it's connected to something, but I'm not sure what it's connected to. And instead of like, oh, well, you know, I'm a man, I'm not going to cry about it. Well, no, it, it's it's all right to cry. Like, we all have emotions. You're allowed to express yourself any way that you choose to. 
and process those emotions. Because if you don't process them, if you do try to bottle them in, you'll never be a good partner because you'll always just be a little bottle rocket just ready to spew, you know? Yeah. You're so emotionally intelligent, Jorcy. What if you just turn this into a self-help podcast where I just ask you questions and you answer them? And then you ask me questions, I give bad answers. <laughs> bad answers. It's like, Dakota, what would you do in this situation? And I would say what I would do. And like, all right, audience. Now, what's wrong with what he said? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. And that's all. Sorry, I was quiet for a minute there. I was making myself another drink and pour Dr. Pepper on myself. But um, <laughs> I don't know if you saw my face there. And that, but I was like, ugh. <laughs> oh, it was good. You were looking off to the side. It was great. But no, like, Yeah. Oh, definitely. Like, I don't have much to say because I'm like, bang, you hit it. Um, For some reason, emotional intelligence seems to be a strong suit of mine. And I'm not quite sure why, but... Because you have such a big heart. Nah, I'm mean, apparently. (laughs) Um, So we don't make our audience so sad. Do you want to hear a funny story? Of course. Um, So, like, last year, I was uh, was on a date. First day, I was going on a hike with somebody. Like, you know, fully ready to get murdered. Um, like, I like I get I understand like what girls like are favorite like on dates like 100% that's fair protect yourself guys are horrible there are bad men out there but um, I'm always equally afraid to get murdered on dates um, but I think it's because I'm my mom's son so I'm just anxious about everything but so it's cool she was nice they run this date whatever they were like talking having fun and so, to acknowledge what Troy said like a while ago, I'm not that small. I'm 5'8". I'm about average height. I am skinny, but I'm 5'8". <laughs> Some right here, yeah. Skinny. I don't even know if that's what she says, but it's funny to me. And it, We talked about it. <laughs> yeah, it's funny to me. I laughed. So it's I all about it. <laughs> but uh, we're walking. So, for context, I'm 5'8". I'm about average dude height. Um, and this girl was... Barely five foot tall. Barely. Okay. Oh. So this is important. Very. Yeah. Very small. A little squishy girl. Um, and we're talking. It's like, oh, I don't know how we. The worst part is there was nothing connected what we had just said to this new thought that she brought to me out of the blues or walking. Uh, and she was like, oh, it's like so like I've never dated like a short guy before. It's like so like different. I've never wanted to punch a woman in the forehead before that time. <laughs> I was like, I was like, you are, you're more than half a foot shorter than me. Like you don't reach my shoulder. I'm going to like headbutt you and then leave you in the woods. Like I, I like got so offended. Um, so that was funny. I was like, I am, I got so bad. I was like, wow, I can't tell choices cause he's going to say it's cause you're a twink. Um, <laughs> But I was like, I was like, you are so, you have the audacity. You are so tiny. You invited me on the date. Like you asked me out, and then you're like, "Wow, I've never dated a short guy before." I was very offended, and obviously, clearly, I was still offended. <laughs> obvious, it's very obvious right now. Um, but yeah, and then we went on like another date after that because who I am. I have two comments about that. Number one, I didn't realize five eight is short to women. Because to me, that's... Uh, what? Well, I guess, like, I've seen the Tinder profiles of, like, if you're not six foot and above, like, don't talk to me. So I guess 
five eight is considered short for some women, but that's that's just fascinating to me to hear. Because uh, I'm six foot, so tall like, dudes, tall dudes do better. I was gonna say, if you think I'm annoying now, if I was six feet tall, I would be the worst person in the world. <laughs> like I do, I do decently enough, like with my personality and like what I look like now. If I was six feet tall, Dakota, it'd be it's, ridiculous. It's not that much of a difference. It is like, a difference. It'd be a confidence thing to me. I'd be like, I'm towering over everybody. And I'm seeing all these jokes. Uh, I'm funny. I'm tall. Six foot Clean doesn't enough. even tower over people. Like it's towers over me. I'm five eight. <laughs> that doesn't really tower over me. But like, and that's also just to say you're six foot. And I could probably dunk if I was six foot. Yeah, I don't. I don't mess with basketball. My second comment, because I realized you were talking about in the woods, and I actually remembered a funny story that I have about dating, because I kind of suppressed this memory. Uh, <laughs> I told you. I told you. I yeah, we let it out. I suppressed a lot of my dating memories. So uh, I was also on a hike with my partner at the time. Uh, so we were both still in Columbus, and um, you know, I'd never been to this park before. <laughs> so like, we're we're like in this wooded area, and we're walking, talking. Have I think I may have had one of my wireless earbuds and listen to a little bit of music and you know everything's real fine and my ex was about my height but was about half my weight maybe three quarters maybe three quarters of my weight and i remember looking down and i just saw this little curvy little branch that's what i thought it was and then the bit slithered and when I say I hit Mariah Carey notes screaming, grabbing my partner, I <laughs> who at one point I remember running behind him and like crouching down thinking that was going to help the situation. And then I tried to jump on his back. <laughs> and then we As both man was not, yeah. He was skin and bones. And I panicked. <laughs> I I don't do snakes. I do not do snakes. I I don't I don't I don't like snakes. Snakes don't like me. We don't we don't talk. We don't conversate. None of that. Snakes are a no go for me. And man, I felt so bad because I'm pretty sure there were kids in the park, and I remember them looking at me. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you could be kicked out of a part, but if you could have, I probably should have at that moment. Well, because you were afraid of the snake. Yeah, I mean, it was probably probably a little, little tiny thing, right? Probably a little garden snake, but... I don't know. It's still scary. Like, I, I guess for you. I don't I do not do snakes. Mm-mm, that's, no. that's, that's clear. Mm-hmm. I can see. Nope. Nope. Never met one I've liked. Never. I've held one before. I remember holding one in middle school, and I what cried. No. I'm just kidding. No. I, was, no. I was talking about like people that are untrustworthy. It fell flat. I'm moving on. Quantity over quality, baby. We're moving on. We're moving on. We're moving on. <laughs> no. No. I. Uh uh-uh. uh. All right. Should we end it? <laughs> just stop the recording. That's how we're ending it. No goodbye. <laughs> 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 I was.
Just turn off. Just turn off the recording. Right. We'll, you go. You audience. You leave first, and then we'll go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. We always talked about an intro that we also messed up, and we don't even have an outro. I I kind of forgot we had to do an outro too. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess I'm gonna do it because I don't want you derailing this. So. You know what? I'm going for it. Oh, no. <laughs> Just because you said that, I took the heart. All right. <laughs> Thank you all for listening for our first podcast, uh, our pilot episode, if you will, of Keep 100, where we, I feel like we kept 100 because the conversations derailed as often as they usually do with us because we, we were being very honest. I think it's much easier to be able to look at each other and just talk and then forget that we're broadcasting this to the world. Um. <laughs> Oh boy. But uh but thank you all so much. It was so much fun. Um definitely I would say definitely therapeutic in ways I didn't think it was gonna be. Yeah, actually it's not, I didn't realize how much of those past emotions I was still kind of holding on to, so it was nice to talk it through. Yeah, and it was like giving advice. It was like we really we really did keep it one hundred choicey. Alright. Thank you all. I'm Dakota. Unless unless you don't like me and then I'm Torsey. Fuck you! Uh, and uh, <laughs> we got one in. We got an F bomb in at the end. All right. Well, he has the button that says stop recording, so I guess he does have to finish the outro. Well, if you like the podcast, make sure that you comment, subscribe, check us out anywhere you can find podcasts. Yada yada. yada. Tell um, us uh, more scams to help Chorsey raise money, and also like for me personally. So if you have any good scams, let us know. All right, I'm clocking out. Call Bye. me for you. <laughs>